0: Today with Cody Parker from Drop the Beet Farm, spelled like B-E-E-T. <laughs> we're so happy to have you. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for having me guys. Welcome to Nourish Noshes. And I, I can't wait to talk to you about your farm because I, I met you at the We Form conference. You were there mm-hmm. for the farmers market, I think. Yeah. And I was just so fascinated by everything I saw because it was all green and it was beautiful and everything looked so lush and beautiful. I that morning. Yeah. I was (laughs) like, I got to talk to this guy. So
1: we actually have a bowl of his fresh, right? This fresh green sitting right in front of us. We wish
0: we we could take a, we'll take a picture and post
1: it. Yes, there there we go. go.
0: (laughs) So, um so tell us about I wanna hear the evolution. I wanna hear about how it all started, how you started in all this, mm-hmm. and where did you grow up and ha- tell us
2: tell us the beginning. Um I'm a local. Good. Um I grew up in Roosevelt, New Jersey, it's central Jersey. Yep. If you put a dot like right in the center of New Jersey, that would be where Roosevelt is. Yep. Um and uh yeah, I kinda grew up around there in the woodsy area. My house is like set back in the woods. So I always kinda grew up around nature. Um and I remember in uh, third grade, I guess we'll start from third grade on. Um, sure.
0: Usually where memories begin, somewhere around that age, right? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I, um, yeah in third grade, I had an awesome science teacher. And um, we had, like, pet tadpoles and um, like pet caterpillars. And I got really into, like, fascinated with, like, organisms and kind of keeping them in containers, which kind of sounds, like, messed up. But, like, fast forward to now, um, uh, I run large hunk ponds facility in New Jersey now. And we use fish waste to fertilize um, all our crops. We have 5,600 plants that are fertilized by 45 three-foot koi fish, um, and it's a recirculating ecosystem. Um, so all the water that comes from the fish pond goes through the filtration unit, underground into the greenhouse next door. We have all the plants growing. Uh, the plants are taking out all the nitrates and filtering the water, gets pumped right back into the koi pond. So it's completely recirculating. Um, so that kind of started in third grade. Yeah. <laughs> that whole thing started in third well, grade. <laughs> so that fascination, um, yeah. I love ecosystems and containing ecosystems. Um, I always had fish growing up. Um, I remember in fourth grade, my friend Robbie Lancaster gave me a. Uh, he gave me a bag of cow manure, and it was to sort of start your own garden. Kick. Oh, okay. um, <laughs> that's, <laughs> usually, that's a curious gift. Like, it was so funny. Like all my friends, like I was kind of cool back then, and like ripped open things just like you gave me a bag of horse poop. It, it was good though I, I got fascinated with it I always had a garden growing up um, so I was always taking care of that garden so I love growing things and creating like organisms and I always had like reptiles and frogs I ended up going to school for agriculture so I went to Rutgers University uh-huh. um, started agricultural science and I focused in agroecology which is sustainable agriculture In high school, I got real into like the organic movement right before like organic became like a trade name. Uh Um, So I worked on a CSA farm and my boss was a guy named Dave who lived in Hawaii for a long period of time. He ended up coming here, trying out a CSA. So I worked on the CSA farm with him and he said, forget this, I'm going back to Hawaii. Now he's farming in Hawaii. I worked for a conventional farmer that was local who was in the Addison Pink, it's Stillwell Farms. Oh Yeah i've you, heard of Stella. yeah yeah yeah. um ernie he's like the generations generations of farmers there to the point where like the house the brick house that they have in there as i think is like a wildlife refuge um he's like the only he's one of two people that are allowed to live there because generation after generation uh. they're allowed to live in that house um so it's really old farmhouse this land they've been working with for generations and generations so i got to see the conventional side where they got like tractors and There's not, it wasn't organic, but I kind of got that perspective. Once I graduated, I ended up uh, getting into environmental contracting, which is, has nothing to do with what I do now. But anyway, (laughs) I learned about, a lot about construction, electricity, like running things and pipes and all that. And then uh, I was always interested in growing uh, aquatic systems. That's kind of where my passion led me to. And I was always searching on Craigslist for like different equipment to make my own aquatic system in the basement. I had forty tilapia in my basement and I wanted to like wow. kind of upgrade my system. Forty tilapia yeah. in your basement. Yeah, in a little tank, yep. Um, <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, I actually kept them outside too and it was that December is like four December's ago. Oh, yeah. It was like sixty degrees the entire December. I put a horse trough heater, like a water heater, is a thousand watt heater and I put it in that tank as well. So I had some fish in the basement and some fish in the back, and that water outside was like a hot tub. I would, like, lift up the styrofoam, and it would be, Steam. like, steaming, yeah, 90-degree like water with tilapia swimming all around. Um, so I was on my way to getting this thing started in my basement, created, like, a small-scale system, so I'm looking for parts, and I, I go on Craigslist, and I found an ad for someone that wants to run an aquaponics really? system. Yeah, it's a whole system that you need someone to kind of come in and take over. So it's at Calgary Gardens and I've been there for two years since then, so I've been operating a facility. The whole system has been in the works for about five years, so it's been like a five-year project, and I kind of came over to an, the system as it exists, and uh started my own business called Drunk B LLC, and my business operates their facility. Okay. Um, so I grow all the crops, I take over investments from there on out, and I kind of take my own direction with it. So forward to now, I'm Kind of as crazy as I've ever been, but now I'm like the leader and the boss, so it gets real creative. I'm fascinated with teaching, so I'm getting into education and the consulting for schools. I started a CSA share where people can pick up produce every week, and we operate year-round. And we save 90% of water compared to solo-grown crops. To Wait, say that space. again. You save what? <laughs> 90% of water compared to soil grown yeah. crops.
1: That is a that's an incredible number. I think yeah. water is going to be our, our future. Yeah. You know, something that we're we have scarcity of. So you're leading the edge of really reducing yeah. the need for this precious.
2: Yeah, yeah. We contain element. all the water and recirculate it and recycle it. As a result, none of the water is being dispersed into the surrounding ecosystem. Um, all of our water is contained. None of it's being drained out. And, How do you uh, keep
1: it clean and everything? you know, people clean are... Clean the
2: filters. Yeah. yeah. Clean the filters. And okay. we actually, uh, this spring, I want to start selling that as fish emulsion, um, which is fantastic uh, fertilizer. Yeah. It's very high in nitrogen, but it doesn't burn the plants. And it's rich in bacteria. Um, so we could sell that as well. Um, so there's multiple revenue streams that are creating from this. We got koi fish, or if you want to do like a meat crop, like a tilapia or something like that. Um, produce and the waste that we're selling every single thing that we put into it comes out as a marketable product that can be reused and recycled
1: beautiful Mm -hmm. yeah love the new generation yeah this is the wave of the future absolutely
0: so i have a question what is the difference between aquaponics and hydroponics
2: um that's a great question so hydroponics is growing crops without any soil so there's like, you kind of, I don't know if you know, like you, you see like a shipping container and everything's like an LED lights and you see all the plants and there's no dirt involved whatsoever, right? That it gives you the benefits of saving 90% of water compared to soil grown crops. You can grow crops in a quarter amount of growth space. Aquaponics is basically the same thing as hydroponics, except we're adding, we're taking hydroponics and we're adding in uh, aquaculture. So aquaculture is fish farming. So we're connecting the two Got it. and creating aquaponics. Okay. So aquaponics or aqua aquaculture plus hydroponics makes aquaponics. Got it. So the fish supply the fertilizer for the plants.
1: How how do the others fertilize plants?
2: What's that? So uh, you're
1: fertilizing with the fish mm-hmm. waste. Mm-hmm. Versus, how does how did that just plain hydroponics? Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's the thing. It's uh, it's usually like a man-made fertilizer. Right. Gotcha. Um, so typically in hydroponic systems, it's not exactly an organic. Gotcha. Um, organic type of fertilizer. Um, so it's kind of manufactured. Right. Okay. Sorts. Helpful um,
0: clarity and not necessarily sustainable either.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, hydroponics. <laughs> it, yeah, you do have to add an artificial fertilizer. Um, and that does take the organic aspect out of it. Right. But uh, you still save ninety percent of water. Yeah. You're Using quarter mile of the growth space, you grow plants vertically. So hydroponics is awesome. Yeah. Um,
0: Better than conventional non-organic. Exactly. Costs, right?
2: Yes. Yeah. It's still the future of farming. We should still be heading that direction. Yep. Yeah. Um, I think aquaponics is above that mm-hmm. because we use fish in the system. We're allowed to be organic, so we're using a waste product and we're converting it into food while we're creating a fish crop or any type of meat source so the idea is like you create a protein source and you get your vegetable source at the same time. Okay. Um, so the
0: fish are reproducing in fact so that you have a extra fish. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> as yep. far as They're the meat every source thing, yeah. Right, got it. Okay. Yeah.
1: So One of my basic questions is always, so is the nutrient density of your lettuce different than a lettuce crop grown with soil? Because don't we get a lot of nutrients from the soil? So talk to us about the, you know, Mm -hmm. nutrient density is something that Debbie and I always talk about with our clients. You know, the, the whatever spinach shipped from California is way different from the spinach we get, say from our backyard or from your farm. So
2: yeah. Um,
1: wrap my head around this.
2: <laughs> um, yeah. Well, the thing is, everyone's trying to wrap their hand around it. People in hydroponics are trying to wrap their hand around like, what does a plant need? Yeah. Like, we're so advanced. We yeah, we don't need soil. We took plants. We took soil out of the equation. Right. But we have no idea all the things that are in that soil right. that are creating exactly. crops. Um. So it is kind of like a. It's almost like a guessing game. We, for me, this is just my perspective. Um, and I'll bring back to the Louie forum. When I talked to Joel Salatin. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, I shook that man's hand. Uh-huh, that was amazing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, he's all about like the soil microbiology and all yeah. that. Um, and I asked him that question. I was like, how do you feel about aquaponics and hydroponics? Because it does take soil out of the equation. And he said, as long as there's microbes, there's microbial activity. Um and that's a huge thing that is becoming like realized. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. It's the microbes that are what are allowing the nutrients being taken up by the plants. So the huge, huge amount of microbiological activity, and that's what gives like nutrient dense plants. That's why organic is so amazing because it all works with the soil and encourages microbiological activity um, within the soil. Um, aquaponics, we give that type of environment. We like bacteria. We use bacteria to convert ammonia into nitrates. Um, so you have a biological filter. Um, we give like it's like a pond environment. It's filled with types of all types of bacteria. Oh, yeah. Um, so we give that type of environment. So in my perspective, I'm not saying I'm right, I am absolutely biased, but I think aquaponics has more nutrients as opposed to hydroponics. Hydroponics is a very sterile system mm-hmm. you're, you're trying to be this doctor, trying to dose every certain type mm-hmm. of nutrient. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not any type of like real biological factor um, that could fixate those nutrients into the plant. So it's more... Natural method to go, so I think it is more nutrient dense than hydroponics, and I would, I do want to do an experiment versus like hydroponics versus aquaponics versus soil-grown crops. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do like a taste test. Time yeah, I would
1: would love to be part of that experiment. That, <laughs> yeah, that would be yeah. really curious yeah, because yeah. we we know the difference between, say, a fresh picked organic strawberry and one that's. In the middle of winter, right? Yes. We, we can so taste the oh, difference. Yeah, oh, yes. Well, even in the summer, from organic versus you know traditionally grown. Right. Yeah. So actually, organic really is the tradition, right? And uh, yeah, right? <laughs> <conventional>, <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, then just conventional. Passed, like, 60 years yeah. Or exactly. And it's exactly. Really around, right. right? Yeah. So you give tours of your farm. Yes. Yeah. And is that what are your, I mean, we should go to your website for all those hours and all that. Yeah. What, what's your um, website? Tell us your website. Uh,
2: www.dropthebeatfarms.com. Drop
1: the beat B-E-E-T. Yeah. Like <laughs> the yeah.
2: Excellent. Yeah, we um,
1: love
2: that. Best thing to do is follow me on Facebook and Instagram. Okay. Because I just post every day what's going on. Oh, yeah. I have no idea what I'm doing the next day. So it, it's yep. totally random. So the best thing to do is follow me on Instagram and Facebook. Um, you can always check out our website too if you want to contact me or ask any questions.
0: Yeah. I have a, I have a more personal question. D- is it did you choose the name because you have some interest in music?
2: Yes, <laughs> I did. Yes. Tell
0: us about that. Um, yeah.
2: It was actually at a festival when I was in college. We were just joking around, and it was we were just talking about like, yeah, turn up the beat, yeah, drop the beat, and like referring to vegetables and be like, <laughs> yeah, let us chill.
0: <laughs> and like all these names it's hilarious. Yeah.
2: Um, and I, it was like before, people, now there's like shirts out that say like drop the beat and everything. And I was like, okay, this became my train name. Um, I was also a DJ in college as well. Yeah. So I have a big, I like I like, electronic music, reggae music, and hip hop. Um, and that's a big part of my life and like culture for me. Um, so yeah, drop the beat farms. I thought it was funny. Yeah. Um, and beats, I can't grow beats because they're root crop. That's I just right. To grow it. <laughs> so technically, I like, yeah, right. drop the beat. Right, right. Um, which right. now is like kind of confusing. People come up to me and they're like, I love beets. And I'm like, I actually dropped the beat, but that's <laughs> confusing. But I love it. I like confusing people. It's good. Yeah, it yeah. It's we need it
1: keeps us thinking. Yeah, that's exactly. right. That's so, right. what other crops besides lettuce? Mm-hmm. Or how many different kinds of lettuces? Let's ask that question.
2: I've grown probably 30 types of lettuces in the past two years. I go about growing crops the way that the Russians went about the space race. Um, they kind of. So, like, Russia versus NASA back in the day, Russia, NASA would, like, work on this one perfect rocket to shoot up to send, like, people into space. Russia just shot up as many rockets as possible, waited till they exploded in the air, and then they figured out what went wrong. Interesting. Um, so, when I first came into the facility two years ago, I started out with 20 types of lettuce, like, 10 different types of mustard greens, um, five different types of parsley. Um, so, it's all leafy greens that I work with. From that, I was able to fine-tune crops that work well or what don't doesn't work well. Mm-hmm. Um, you wouldn't think to grow five different types of parsley um, until you realize that only one variety works in that system oh. for me. So I grow, now that I'm focusing on know what I can grow, mostly leafy greens, um, so salad, bok choy, Swiss chard, uh, three types of kale varieties, collard greens, lemon balm, mint. Bok choy, really good bok choy. A lot of Asian cabbages. Yeah. Yeah. Um, There's so many of them. Yes, and they're so good. And Um, I think this
1: is why Debbie was so attracted to you at the farmer's market, because one of the things that we talk about with our clients on a regular basis is it's the number one thing missing in the American diet is green leafy vegetables. Yes. Yes. And so... Now we have a farm right down the street here that we can go get
2: (laughs) this amazing
1: variety and we can get it in the middle of winter and feel good about the nutrient density because it's right here. Exactly.
2: Yep. January is my next farm membership. Uh, Just this morning, I picked my last farm memberships for the farm members, Um, take a break after Christmas and everything. And then January, start right back up. And uh, yeah, it's like super local produce. And at the same time, it's a weird CSA. So I do a CSA membership that you pay up front mm-hmm. for two months, and then every weekend you come pick up a variety of the crops that I'm growing. I'm probably the only CSA member that gives you just greens and no vegetables, right. none of the typical tomatoes or anything like that. Um, but it's very green-heavy. So you're always getting a salad, like a fresh green. Um, you're always to a cooking item like a kale or a collard greens or a bok choy. You're always getting an herb variety. Um and you also get uh oyster variety. Uh oyster mushroom variety. Not oysters, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it is aquaculture. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. That makes sense. But and a mushroom variety as well. So I grow mushrooms and I came into conflict with the fact that I can't grow like nutrient dense things like a tomato because I need a certain set of nutrients. Right. Um, we're very nitrogen heavy, so we're perfect for growing greens. Got it. Um so I'm pretty limited, so I decided to grow oyster mushrooms. Um and I introduced that into my shares. So you have a ton of green spectrum and the protein source from the oyster mushrooms. So it's a wacky CSA share, and it's all year round. I you get access to it at any time. It's, I cut it the day before you come pick it up the produce. Um, so it's so much better than getting something from California that takes five days. Oh, no no kidding. Short. Sure. Yeah. Um, I pick it the day before, and it's all ready to go. It's all bagged and packaged. It's
0: great. Fabulous. So, so I was going to ask you about tomatoes, and it's. I mean, that take. That's all. That takes a lot of energy too. Tomatoes take a lot of energy, yeah, as yeah. do squashes. I imagine that's another thing that you probably couldn't do because mm-hmm. of the energy that it takes.
2: Yeah, that. it's just the spectrum of nutrients that it takes to create a fruit is much wider. Uh, so you, it's not just nitrogen. Got you it. Need okay. A lot of like potassium, right. um, Phosphorus and things like that. For leafy, we're very nitrogen dense. So all the waste that's coming from the fish is a lot of nitrogen. So right. you'll have a giant, beautiful-looking tomato plant. But not that many fruits. Yes. So you get very good, lush, green growth. Got it. Okay, um, but yeah, that it's makes great. Sense. Yeah. Um, but I have an intern that wants to study this and try to grow tomatoes iconically. Uh. <laughs> so we might be one of the first people to grow like a actual good tomato. Yes. Nice. Grow good Tasty. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that would
0: be that's interesting. Yeah. So I imagine because of your connection having gone to Rutgers, I imagine you probably get a lot of interns from Rutgers.
2: Yes, um, that was one of the first things I came into college was like how am I going to make this entire thing function? Yeah and yeah, my connections to Rockers were awesome. I went to Alpha Zeta when I' was Alpha Zeta alumni. Mm-hmm. So there's an agricultural fraternity. So I have access to a lot of people that need internship credits. Nice. Um, so I host internships. They usually get two per seed, per like season. Perfect. So it's like a four month internship. Basically, uh, the interns come five hours per week or more, depending on how many credits they want to get, um, and they get credit from Rutgers, all I got to do is kind of email their advisors let so right. they know what's going on. Yeah. And uh, I tailor their focus based on what they want to do. Um, so right now, my intern Joshua, he's an environmental science major, he came into the farm, and this is how every intern goes about it. They go in, they don't know exactly where they're going to focus in, and they learn every aspect of how optimize functions, how my system works. I'm like an open book. I talk a lot. So it's very easy for them to, like, Gain knowledge of everything that's going on, but uh, he likes fish. He likes fishing, so I'm like awesome. I'm tired of taking <laughs> care of these koi, so you're gonna take care of <laughs> this koi for the entire season. Yeah. Um. So I've been dependent on his water quality testings for since September. So he that's his job. He focuses on the water quality testing. Which if that's wrong, if you get it incorrect, all those fish are dying. All right. the plants are dying. The right. system goes down real quick. Yeah. Um. So he has that. He has that under his belt so that he could write that in a resume saying he's taking care of for right. the water quality for the large hongkwons facility in New Jersey. Nice. Um, and then he can expand in that if he wants to. Once he's finished with that, he now has, he wants to focus to get research credit. So he's getting research credit from Rutgers University yeah. to study how to grow tomatoes using fish waste. Okay. So he expanded. So I got him again for another season. Nice. So, That's great. <laughs> right. yeah, yeah.
0: So do you have any paid employees as well?
2: Uh, no. If they go to the farmer's market, I do. I do have people that were interns that go to farmer's market. Right. Um, that's a goal down the road. Yeah. For right now, like, I'm able to do it at capacity. All the work's done by me. I mean, I only get an intern like five hours per week. Right. All is kind of operated by me, but down the road, as it expands, we're expanding into many different directions. I'm getting into consulting for schools. So... Pretty soon, hopefully, yeah. I can start having it happen. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this the farm self-operate while well, I can go and do consulting for schools. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So what
1: got it. you into the education for schools? What What is that? Where did that come
2: from? Um, I had a teacher um, named Rachel who was a farm member. It's a she said CSA farm member, um, and she had the Deal School. It's an elementary school. They came and they toured my facility. When they came and toured my facility, I, I do tours a lot. Um, I first came into the system i was like there's a huge educational aspect to this like i'm fascinated with teaching this it's more like a passion so there's a huge educational aspect where people have to learn about this first of all about most people that are listening to this podcast haven't even heard about all right before. right right um so that's something that like there's an important it, there's not even a market for it because people don't know what it is so you have to educate people on it uh so the the students. Toured through my facility. One of the uh, their eighth graders decided they want to do a project on aquaponics in their school. Mm. So they got me into Deal School, and I built an aquaponics system. Nice. Um, and to this day, just yesterday, I had like four kids, like third grade to fifth grade. They're testing the water quality. We we're checking <laughs> up on the fish, cleaning out the filters, um, trimming up the plants, and then that kind of led me on to other bigger projects that I'm working with other school systems. So now I'm about to get into probably three schools total. And it's gonna keep on expanding because that's where I wanna develop my energy. Nice. I just became obsessed with it. I love teaching like kids that are like same age as me in yes. third grade. Yes. And just, like oh my yes. gosh, collecting like, tadpoles exactly. And yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Taking care of the fish, learning how crops work, and like actually caring about it. Yeah, yeah. It's awesome.
0: That's our future. We need they need to be educated so that we can yes. continue this. And, gosh, yeah, and yeah,
2: all the kids are gonna be like stuck indoors, so <laughs> might as well teach them how to grow plants indoors. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Take that's right. the water quality from the tablet or something. Yeah, yeah. Right. instead of yeah, fighting that. all of that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: that's true.
1: We're so glad that you came in and shared your experience and your knowledge, your passion, and we're gonna have a great lunch. Yeah, here. I'm excited <laughs> about that. All these greens. Yeah. Any last minute? Any anything else you want our listeners to know about about you, about food, about?
2: Come check out the farm. Uh, we're at Calgo Gardens. Oh, Calgary Gardens. We have a farm-to-table cafe. Um, we have a, a gift shop. This is the barn gift shop. We have a yoga loft. Uh, it's all inside of an old school farmhouse. Cool. Um, kind of similar to this building. And uh, yeah, my farm's right out back, so please follow me at Drop the Farms um, on Facebook and Instagram. It's the best way to contact me and see beautiful pictures of what I'm selling and what I'm offering. Um, I also do mushroom workshops that are really exciting. You get to grow your own mushroom kit from your kitchen counter. And, uh, yeah, I work with a lot with people. So if you guys have any ideas in your mind, please contact me. I entertain all ideas. I'm very adaptable, and it's getting real creative. So if you guys have any ideas or want to reach out for consulting or anything of that sort, um, please reach out to me. And, yeah, come visit the farm. All Thanks, right. Cody.
0: Yeah, we will. Definitely.
1: Thanks for listening. Keep the conversation going at nourishcoaches.com. And stay tuned for more Nourish Noshes as we continue our quest to make the world a healthier place.